Today, we're bringing 5G. 5G, 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 5G is the 5G. everybody welcome to the think different podcast episode seven zero that's right the age of frank funk it is 70 you were waiting for that one weren't you yes I, I was yeah won't be 70 to august but yeah. that's i guess close enough well you know what that's close enough so that means last week we celebrated 69 was this episode so that's right it's only appropriate that episode 69 <laughs> It's for Mr. Frank Bob. We want to thank you for coming out for another week here. We are appreciating the feedback. People seem to be liking the YouTube, uh, Frank. So that that's always a good thing. That's good. Yes, yeah, so and now we have our colored backgrounds. We are ready to go because we are celebrating a lot of big things that happened this week. A lot of people had a lot of reviews on the M1 MacBook Pros, Airs, Mac Mini, and of course the HomePod Mini. But before we get started with this episode, make sure that you are subscribing to our podcast. We come out with a new episode every single Friday uh, for new episodes, unless special episodes happen like last week and even next week because next week, a little teaser for you, we are going to be talking about some big Black Friday things that we think you should be getting. So I wanted to preview that and that will come out on Wednesday instead of our normal Friday. But we, uh, we both worked at Apple stores. We combined up to over 20 years experience working at Apple Store as trainers and technicians. So we thank you for coming on to our episode every single week and joining us. But Frank, this week in history, we haven't we had to bring that back because we haven't talked about it a little bit. But yeah, on, that's right. That's right. But on November 10th of 1997, Apple introduced the Apple Store website, which was tied to a new build-to-order manufacturing strategy. So think of that. That's the first time they did build-to-order. I didn't even know that. Uh, was uh, when they introduced the new Apple Store website. So there's a really cool, uh, I think there's this old website that actually tracks like what a website looked like back in that day. They have like almost like screen, like a screenshot of the site or a look hey. of the site. It's pretty neat. Well, technology has really changed since then. So things have gotten a lot more sophisticated. Things are uh, much faster. So, uh, you know, Probably. When was that? 1997. And to think where we are today, where there's now an app that comes on everybody's phones to order yeah. their Apple products. And it's a pretty good app. Honestly, you could buy things on there. It makes it very simple, especially if you're going to the Apple store itself. Well, and it's also customized. It knows what products you have. So it shows you what products are currently compatible with the products that you have. So... There's no longer any any guessing, well, will this work with the model I have? It tells you right there. Mm -hmm. So it really helps. Yes, and we are happy to enjoy the Apple Store website because, honestly, since we've worked there, it really hasn't changed much. Everything's pretty much in the same spot it always yeah. been. <laughs> now, speaking of Apple website, boy, they had a lot of new stuff come out on their website this week, so we have to talk about it. Now, me and Frank do not have one of those new Apple One MacBook Airs, Pros, or Mac Minis. However, we did read reviews about them, and i got to tell you, Frank, when I told you I was excited for this keynote Apple event, Whatever you want, WWDC, whatever the yep, heck you yep. want to call it now. I told you this was my most excited for this very reason because they are changing the game when it comes to computing now. And you can't and you have to admit, Frank, looking at some of the reviews from this, it's incredible. This ma these Macs look amazing as far as a speed, a battery standpoint. 
Yeah. Like a lot of people gave it praising reviews I, on how good it is. I I thought that their main focus was going to be on merging the iOS system with the Mac operating system. Um, I was not prepared for the leap to incredible speeds outperforming some of the previous generation MacBook Pros. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just glowing reviews. People are giving up their former generation MacBook 15-inch MacBook Pro and saying, man, this thing flies. No lag, no... Um, doesn't get bogged down with multiple no. There's uh, apps. A there's a video out there that actually a guy opens up each app in his dock one at a time to show the speed on how quick it loads everything. Even a map like Mail, which to me is a little delayed, but even at like even photos, like it just launches so quickly. Now, are are they, are they on these test machines? Are they the uh, 16 gig? Uh, Most of them are 16? Apple. Apple sends them whatever they send them. I mean, honestly, most of them, I think, on some of the reviews, most of them were 16 gigabytes of RAM speed. But I honestly cannot imagine it's that much different, honestly. But well, what, oh, I don't know what videos you watch, Frank, but which, I mean, what was your impression on this now? What do you see as, like, let's look at the positive for it, but there are some downsides that we did see some people will talk about. Well, I, you know... The speed is the big thing for me now. Then, um, I mean, I was really focused on the centralizing to the two operating systems. Um, but from what I've been reading, um, New York Times uh, article, uh, or I'm sorry, Wall Street Journal article, this woman just says, man, this thing is outstanding. Total mm -hmm. game changer. The best, the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air now. Yeah, MacBook the Air now. The best. The best portable computer on the market with this chip, yep. and I, I mean that's, <laughs> man, that's really saying a lot. I would agree. I, people were willing to give this a ten out of ten. That's like they were giving it five stars, ten out of ten, hundred out of a hundred. There's a lot of reasons why people really enjoy this because it's a subtle thing on what they're doing. You know, no fan on the MacBook Air. Yes. Oh. Uh, you know, on top of that, you know, it, it the MacBook Air is outperforming a a last year 16-inch MacBook Pro model in what they call the benchmark, which I think is sometimes a little stupid to look at, but it's outperforming the highest end MacBook 15-inch yeah. that you know, it that's crazy. Like to think that that MacBook Air could outperform that is incredible. Yeah. It, it, it is. I, you know, what else can you say about it? It's just that, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess the technicians and, and the geniuses at, at Apple headquarters were prepared for this, but I can't say that uh, I was or people that use Macs day in and day out. I don't think they were prepared for this. Mm. Um, or I shouldn't say prepared. I don't think they expected right. this to have such an impact. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I, and across, you know, you look at the Mini, the Air, the Pro. I mean, there's those three have been upgraded now. And uh, can you only imagine what the 15-inch, the iMac, the Mac Pro, what it's going to look like? That's now, what I was 
And, and the only cons that people brought up was, again, the 13-inch in the air. There's not much of a difference in performance, actually. So it's almost like, why would you go to the MacBook Pro? Well, there's a little bit better of a screen. There's the uh, touch bar, if you think right. that's valuable to you, which I don't think it is, personally. Uh, so I didn't, like, you know, as far as getting a Pro now, it's almost, there's not much of a difference except for the fan and maybe a, a screen difference. Uh, but we're still dealing with a 720p camera. You know, people said that they look a little better from the camera side, from the right, M1 right. chip, but it's still 720. You know, it doesn't, yeah. you know, so that's why it's like if, if the camera, the webcam, like right now you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, these, are, these are our Mac cams. Right. You know, they're not the greatest. But you could always put your iPhone and hook it up as your webcam. You can do it. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> so, you just gotta, like, is that, if that's a con for you, then fine. But I think this, uh, if you need an upgrade, uh, you know, you, I think you said your wife needed an upgrade of a MacBook Air. Right, I think right. this, this is the, this is the model this to do it. One. And the, and the lowing, lowest base model will be perfectly fine as long as the storage is the one, the part that works for you. Well, well, um, when we, I have some things that I want to talk about maybe next week, uh, when we do the Black Friday thing, because uh, mm -hmm. those people that are interested in an alternative to getting rid of the cable, I've put together some numbers um, that I think some people might be interested in and some alternatives. So Ooh, teaser. Something to look forward to. That's such a teaser. You're such a tease, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Now, also, the other product that we don't have yet in our hands, but that's also the HomePod Mini, which, again, $99 for the HomePod Mini. Uh, I will tell you, again, same deal. This is a product I want. This is one I actually am going to get. Whether I get it for Christmas or I get it, you know, by myself. I'm getting a HomePod Mini to put somewhere in my house. Uh, and I'm looking forward to having that in my home, which I've already had the HomePod, two of them, hooked up as a stereo. But this seems to be pretty good. Uh, so, and, and the quality looks that good. So explain to me why you would go with the HomePod as opposed to, I mean, the Mini, as opposed to more HomePods? The price, dude. It's all about price and for okay. what you need it for. It's 100% price. Yes, the HomePod is a great sounding machine that I use once a week. You know. Okay, all right, okay. The HomePod Mini, I think, is like if I put it around my house and like as my speaker system, think about it, Sonos... Cost probably what a hundred dollars more, right? And they have and yes. they're great speakers. You have them, yes, I and do. I had them as well. I paid one hundred ninety nine dollars for them. Yep, and that's the Sonos One. I also have a Sonos yes. Five, which is I think I paid uh, four and a quarter, four ninety, something like that. Yeah, you got a pen in your hand? Stop clicking that damn thing. Sorry. Yeah, God <laughs> damn it. Uh, but it's it's hooked. Like if you, I honestly think that what's great about this too, and this is what some people saw this as a downfall. The power adapter is actually a twenty watt power adapter. It's not a like if you look at the regular adapter on the HomePod, it's just a regular right. plug in the wall. This one actually right. has uh, like the the twenty watt adapter. Now that could be a positive and a negative. The positive is you could just disconnect it and, and, and easily move it around and use it for other reasons. But number two is that it takes up room. And space, yeah, yeah. and th and that's a, like a little bit of a downfall. So mm -hmm. I guess it depends where you put it, where it's going to be either great or not great. Well, the the, the one down uh, side that I heard or uh, that I read it, on the mini is that it does not adjust like the HomePods do 
to the configuration of the room. Correct. That does not do that. That um, is. But you know, that at, at, at ninety nine bucks, you know. Yeah. You can't you can't beat it and and you know they compared a lot of them to other speakers you know the Echo and Google and HomePod Mini beat them all from everybody's perspective but of course the compatibility of of smart homes is the big thing you know it, it's not as compatible as some other ones which that is known if you're gonna have a Apple product but if you're in the ecosystem there's no reason not to get this. This is gonna be a. I guarantee you, the HomePod Mini will be the best seller. Like I think it replaced it will replace the AirPods as the best selling because we've been there for years. AirPods yeah. were always selling out. I think this is gonna happen with the HomePod Mini. So let me ask you this: If you were to purchase an Apple TV, let's say for another room in the house, would you go with the Minis as the speakers, or would you go with the HomePods? I would go with the Home. I would go with the HomePod Mini as my speaker because that my reason behind that is I already have one in my main room and I have you know and I already have the stereo in there. Right. The right. problem is I need an Apple 4K to work a little bit better right now. I don't have the 4K version, which is I think hurting me by not getting some, like it doesn't automatically go there. I have to kind of force it to go there every time, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. If I had the 4K, it would. So there's some technology that's missing that that's killing me. Uh, but I would go with the HomePod. Uh, mini. Okay. I think I think they sound good enough to loud enough for that. All right, I'm compiling my Christmas lists. So. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of Christmas lists, you already completed yours because you already got an iPhone 12 Pro Max, my I sir. I do. I do. Right. So we have to hear your feedback on it. So let's talk about uh, the change, how the experience was moving over to your iPhone 12 Pro Max. There it is on camera. And how big it is. I mean, let's, let's talk about the weight and the bigness of it. Can you see the actual screen or no? It's just... Um, it's bright, but I can see it. It's sort um, of there. The weight, it's a little bit heavier, but but I'm not so old that I can't lift uh, seven or eight ounces, you know, six mm-hmm. ounces, whatever it is. Um, the... I, I cannot, because of the size of mine, I don't have huge hands, so I have to use, I don't have to, but for stability purposes, I use two hands when operating it. As opposed okay. to my 10, I would just hold it in one hand, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, love the screen. The speed of it I, I is, is uh, much improved from my 10. Uh, all of my apps, came over um i didn't have any you had an iCloud backup i assume i i did yes sure yeah um so oh and something else that we can talk about i uh went to apple one oh so we can talk about that and why i did that so um but uh i i love the camera um, yeah. Still, in fact, we're going to show some images right now on screen about the camera. So, compare compare that like to your ten, like as far as like, you know, like the lighting. Like, did you feel like it was how much better it is compared to your ten? Well, the low light, um, I did because I took <laughs> my grandson laughed about it. I took a a video of the background lighting that you see here, mm-hmm. where I switched different colors, but I took. I set the phone up and I took a video of me lip syncing uh, to a song 
and I put on a guitar like I was playing a guitar and my grandson uh, really got a really got a howl out of it. He was really laughing his ass off. But the only light I had was the I didn't have any overhead lights on and it really came out nice. Mm. Um, the clarity of it, uh, not mm. so much the, the production quality. No. <laughs> but but uh, that was I, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, the low light was really nice. So yeah, you have like your drum set shot. You took a picture of yourself. Uh, you know, you have a couple of different shots here uh, that you sent me uh, to look at. Uh, one, I will tell you the one like the my biggest thing is like zooming up on it. So one of my favorite shots is your drum set, like the, the brown drum set with like the great background. Yes, uh, I believe that's the uh, DW DW 40th anniversary yeah. edition. Yes, so that looks really nice. And now you have a light on that, or was it was a yes. flash. Uh, you know, now video is more my testing. Uh, photo, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, I looked at the photo of just you uh, taking a picture. The blurness of the background looks good. I still think that, you know, again, these are not DSLRs. If you zoom in, you could clearly see, you can start seeing the, uh, the the quality go down. But you right. can definitely get the textures out of it. Um, I still think it's a great camera. Like, I, I still think there's a long way to go to get to where I think everybody wants them to be. But uh -huh. for your everyday camera, it looks... Great. Oh I yeah, mean, I mean, mm -hmm. listen for people. Uh, what do you do? You see on the uh, on the on the white DW the three piece white DW uh, kit mm -hmm. um, that's in green. You see the shadows on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it really, I, I I clarity of it. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was a little bit more creative, I could play off of some of some of the shadows and stuff like that. But even did I send you the red one? Yes. Uh, now that, the red kit, that's my Gretsch kit. Now that's just from the light in the hall. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you can see all the highlights in the chrome. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, I think it's just outstanding. And that's just no extra lighting. It's just the hall light. Right. And, and did you ever take? I, I'd be curious to know, like, if you ever, do you remember ever taking pictures with your ten with with these images? Would you say there's a big difference with the twelve? You know, it's the latest, and I think it's really come a long way, especially in the low light stuff. Yeah, I would definitely agree on the low light uh, side of it. So going forward, I mean, obviously this is going to be your phone for the next couple of years, Frank. Yep. So yeah. uh, you're happy with your purchase, also that you are, you know, even though you had to buy a power adapter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. well, you know, the other thing you talked about, I think last week we talked about the MagSafe. I don't have any problem with the MagSafe falling off of my phone. I, okay. I put it down there, it charges it, I pick it up, it's still on there, no problem. Uh, I haven't run into any of those issues people were talking. In fact, if I pick it up and I want to use it to talk or whatever, I actually have to, I don't have to, but I take the MagSafe off. Um, it just doesn't fall off. Mm. Actually, I have to pull it off. So uh, some of those reports where it, maybe they weren't using a Apple uh, cover, mm -hmm. maybe the cover was thicker or something. It wasn't really adhering to it. But I don't have any. I didn't have any of those problems. Interesting. Now speaking of iPhone, uh, speaking of the iPhone 12, you know itself, iFixit actually did a breakdown like they always do of every Apple product, so they can get an idea of it. They found that the iPhone 12 camera repair or replacement cannot be made without access to a, a proprietary Apple tool, which is only available to technicians authorized by the company. 
So that's very interesting how they... Well, that they, that, that, they that doesn't surprise you, does it? Well, no, it does because in the past you could have thrown another... You know, if you take one camera from one iPhone 12 and move over to the other, it would work. Same thing with the screen, battery, it would all work. They're finding that they are. it's impossible for them to repair that camera. So I'd be very interested to see how Apple, you know, we don't have documentation on how they do it, but I'd be curious to know what proprietary tool they need to get it off. And not to mention, it takes, you got to put a lot of heat on this to get the, the screen off by itself. So they're becoming more and more difficult to repair yourself, which again, you will, should never repair your phone <laughs> unless it's a vintage one. Unless it's a vintage one, then do what yep. the hell you want with it. But while you have an out-of-warranty option replacement, please do not go into your phone and fix it. And they're making it even harder to yep. do it. Um, now, also, there, apparently there there is a training guide that informs technicians that they will need to run Apple's proprietary cloud-linked system configuration app in order to carry out camera repairs or replacements. So now they have to run a proprietary software, probably running from iOS Diagnostics, which we they we used to fix to run all tests to confirm that it works. There used to be this camera test that we would take a, a shot with a picture, and there's like a color ball or a color like a way to know that the colors are all correct. Well, it wasn't. It was like more like eye to eye. It was not like you could right. like. There was no failure. Now they have an actual test that they have to run. Hmm. So it's going to be interesting uh, when it comes to the repair. But again, do not repair your phones, people. You're gonna waste your time. That's it. Um, you know, if you think you're going to go to the mall and have somebody replace your screen, and uh, it's not going to work. Now with your iPhone 12, by the way, um, they. Mac rumors obtained an internal document that Apple has acknowledged issues with some iPhone 12 displays uh, exhibiting flickering, a green or gray glow, or an unattended lighting variation under some conditions. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so they shared a document to AASP, which is Apple Authorized Service Providers, saying that they're aware of the issue and they're looking into it. So... We already have a problem with the screens. Now, this happened with the iPhone 10. If you remember, there was like a green line yeah, that yeah, was yeah. appearing. Uh, this is kind of similar to something like that. Uh, a lot of complaints have been going on about it, and right now there's no way to adjust to fix it as of right now. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me look. Yep. And then on, uh, just so you know, if the issue appears to occur when the brightness is set to around 90% or lower is when they experience the flickering. So we don't know if it's a software update or we don't know if it's going to be a fix, but we just wanted to let you know about it. That way you could say, but guess what? That didn't happen on iPhone 11, people. Oh, mm. The brightness, I have my uh, brightness set. It's it's some customers. percent Well, it's, I'm a customer. Yeah, but you're <laughs> but you're not. It's only some displays and not yours. Yeah. yeah. But I if it happens, but if it happens, Frank, you have to come on air and you have to tell me and show me that. All right, will do. All right. Now, following protests, Apple is going to allow the Peanuts special to air on PBS. If you remember, there, well, a lot of you probably don't remember because we never reported on it, but Charlie Brown is basically exclusive to Apple TV+. They were going to not allow Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving or Charlie Brown's Christmas to air on broadcast television. It was oh, yeah. Exclusively, yeah. It was going to be exclusively on Apple TV+. Well... People were not happy about that, and after all of the protests, 
They have Apple is going to provide them ad-free to PBS and PBS Kids on November twelfth. Uh, I'm sorry, November twenty second, twenty twenty, and December thirteenth, twenty twenty. You know, it's funny you mention that now because I was watching that with my youngest grandson, and my sister said she happened to be over. She said, "No, you know, I missed that this year on regular television." And I says, "Well, I don't think it was on." And uh, now that you mention that, because she was like, well, that's kind of odd. They, we used to watch it every year. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. So there you go. Yep. I t- uh, it's interesting uh, why they were that hardcore, because they just want to get people on the platform. That's all they cared about. But I thought that was like for a channel like PBS, who's like, you know, it's a, it's a nonprofit, like, Television organization? No, 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 don't say it's nonprofit. It's a okay. taxpayer. It's a taxpayer uh, station. So it's it's you know we're paying for that. Okay. Plus yeah. people that donate to it. Um, Someone actually people, there was a, there was a comment that said these folks who were protesting were doing so online. They have internet access. That's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, you know the other thing is too. Um, I'm sure that. Apple paid a good penny to get that franchise on Apple TV. So, you know, yeah. why, don't, why don't they look at the uh, whoever owned it? Uh, I don't know, Schwartz Foundation or whatever, whatever it is. Right. Uh, uh, Schultz, and not Schwartz. Someone Schultz. also wrote that, well, clearly people who cannot afford high-speed internet do not deserve to watch Charlie Brown. <laughs> he's, he's kidding, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, Now, the last thing I wanted to bring up today for this show was the Apple Store fee cuts. uh, uh, There's a big cut that they're doing. Now, you probably read about this, uh, that they are going to, for for apps that I believe, uh, if a developer is making $1 million or below, Apple is lowering their fees to 15% over the 30% that they normally take. Yeah. So... You read about that, right? Yeah, I did. And I was like, hmm, how's that going to affect the epic battle? (laughs) Now, do you think it's a response to that? Because I'm going to say yes. It's it's a way to say, well, the rich people, I'm not going to take it down. But for those who, you know, are are new to the platform or they're not making as much money, that we're going to help you out. Yeah. Well, I mean... Listen, my position on it is um, if you did a book, it would be the the publisher would get more than 30% of your book. Now, granted, they have to put out, um, they got to print, get the print, they got to store it, they got to ship it. So there's more involved. But nonetheless, the author, your intellectual property, um, you're going to end up with less than what Apple is giving the intellectual property of the developers. Um, and they're presenting the developer with a huge, huge, absolutely huge market. Something a publisher can't guarantee. So for me, the 30%, mm-hmm. I, I would like, I, I didn't think it was a bad deal at all. 
Now, and Epic's losing this battle, might I add, on this as well. Uh, you know, Spotify is still up there, but again, is against Apple. They're against the whole thing. But yeah. they realize that if they do the same thing Epic's doing, they are going to have a big problem. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're just too important to be on iOS to, to destroy that. Uh, Apple does say expects the App Store small business program to generate more digital commerce, support new jobs, and provide more funds for small businesses. So, you know... Again, this is, I think, a direct response to it, but they're not going to give these big corporations because, hey, Epic's not a small group of people here. Right. They right. make a ton of money, people. Right. So, so does Spotify. So don't even like it's tell me Frank, that they're hurting. It's, it's they're not, not hurt. Like, it's not like Frank and Will putting a program together in our basement and right. and and publishing it on uh, uh, on the App Store. Right. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is, too, I've noticed that uh, Call of Duty is getting a lot of advertising on uh, in the App Store. Gee, Call of Duty I wonder why. I know, you know, hey, who knows? They're just lucky, I guess. Yes, that's true, too. But uh, that's our episode for this week. I thought I'd come up with a couple more articles here. You know, I was so excited about the Apple M1. I think it's a terrific direction that Apple is going in. And I think, again, in the, this is the future, folks, of the computers and it's gonna it's gonna and even apps that are supposed to be intel based max apps and they're running better than yeah. they were or just as good they yeah, did a, apples hit a home run with this i'm telling you this is going to be a change in the computer market you know other than the camera there it, it beat all expectations yeah. all all we got to say is, I'm telling you, next year, if they come out with this new MacBook Pro and they change, they put a 1080p or a 4K camera or a Face ID into it, and they and they do, they got to get rid of the touch bar. I'm sorry. Or have the, <laughs> or have the option to add the touch bar if you want it, you know, yeah, for $100. Yeah. You know, they have to give more custom options. And, and if they could start improving it, this is the perfect beginner Mac and also, but uh, you know, businesses also have to try to work around this now. And one of the biggest things I think I'm going to start seeing is our businesses going to be able to use the Apple M1 for all the things that they need. And so I think from a consumer standpoint, they're on the right track. But I think they also have to make sure that businesses can work with these new M1 devices. Well, and think that, about what biggest... it's going to do about distributing um, uh, applications across. All of your business machines it's going to make it a lot easier just like your ios devices they can be completely controlled from by your network people mm -hmm. um you know if you don't want someone to have or a group of your employees to have access to the app store you can block that you can monitor all the activity on there um, just complete control uh, i think it's going to be a, a big boom big big boom yeah, let's hope. I I hope I hope more people will. I think this will help lean people more towards Mac. I really do, uh, especially with Big Sur, uh, you know, coming out as well uh, earlier this week. Oh, I I updated the Big Sur. Oh yeah, and how is yeah, it going so, so far? It's, how's it going? Great. Um, it has one of has some nice features in Safari. I like it. Tells you uh, all of the apps it blocked or the um, mm -hmm. you know uh, advertising and and who was trying to track where you were. So it has that built-in security in Safari that I like. Mm -hmm. um, all of the all of the apps uh, run well. Um, 
have I haven't had any problems with it. So so far so good. Yeah, it takes me about a month to upgrade because I always have that fear. So uh, may I jump in? Yeah, man. well, you jump. Well, the problem is I'm going to be making a lot of changes on my computer if I do this upgrade. So I really have to be very cautious of doing it. Well, I expect uh, by next week you'll have the new MacBook Air and you'll be running with 32 gig of RAM and you'll be flying through everything. I wouldn't have 30. There's no such <laughs> thing as 32 gig of RAM, man. Oh, it's only 16. Well, yeah. oh, god damn, there's not. Uh, so, folks, we want to thank you for another great episode of the Fake Different Podcast. Frank needs to go take a nap, and yep. we are enjoying this week. But we'll be back a little early next week because it's time to talk about some great Black Friday options that we think are the best for you. Until yes. then, I am Will. That's Keto Frank Funk, and we will see you all next week. Peace out. 5G, 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 5G is the 5G.